Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Podnuts World Service. Please let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media. Podcasts from the Podnuts World Service are supported by Podnutsians and advertising. Hey, hey, Podnutsians, welcome to DDG episode 20. This is Dork Dork Geek, owner, operator, president of Podnuts. Do not forget, September 20th through 22nd, 2019, TechCon Unplugged, Grand Rapids, Michigan, $199 entry fee, covers all food and drink. Come to Grand Rapids, Michigan, meet really good people, talking about really important topics. Uh, if you have ever had any inkling on starting a computer repair business, there's little doubt in my mind you will learn more than you ever could learn at any place else uh, for any amount of money. Uh, Jeff and Paco are two of the uh, smartest and nicest guys I've met who have very good knowledge on computer repair, and we're going to bring in all kinds of experts from all kinds of areas uh, on on what is needed to do better in computer repair business. I will be there for support. I will be there to help Jeff or in Paco in any shape, way, or form. If you want to sit down with me and have a beer or have a drink, do not hesitate. Come to Grand Rapids, Michigan, September 20th through 22nd. TechConUnplugged.com. I uh, just got through watching a documentary entitled The Internet's Own Boy, The Story of Aaron Schwartz. Uh, here's a quick quote from uh, Sir Tim Berners-Lee uh, shortly after the death of Aaron Schwartz. It says, uh, Aaron is dead, wanders in this crazy world. We have lost a m- mentor, a wise elder. Aaron is dead, wanders in this crazy world. We have lost a mentor, a wise elder. Hackers for right. We are one down. We have lost one of our own. Nutrers, carers, l- listeners, feeders, parents all, we have lost a child. Let us all weep. And I gotta say, a part of me really does wish back in, I want to say now was 2006, when Aaron Schwartz was on the campus of MIT going to swap out a hard drive uh, in uh, to download more j uh store um i really wish i was there to put my hand in front of him and saying you have more important things to do let me go swap out this hard drive um because it it was like the whole um catch to him getting caught to him getting um uh arrested and having these charges on him was the video footage of him going into that closet and swapping out the hard drive um i have uh family i have a career i have a livelihood i have a wife i have a wife that is unbelievably uh patient and understanding with me even though we do not agree on 80 plus percent of the topics that we talk about i have two boys uh 10 and 13 getting ready to be 11 and 13 um i would happily trade in some of my freedom some of my personal freedom away in order to uh 
make it to where Aaron could have not been charged. Aaron could have lived a little bit more and Aaron could have been a little bit more of an influence into popular culture. Um, SOPA, S-O-P-A. Um, if you're of a certain age, you, you do remember SOPA. You do remember hearing about SOPA. You do remember a thing called SOPA. Um, and what I think that I think is a real shame is that we as a people have forgotten that how much power, how much influence that we had into striking down SOPA. SOPA was a really badly formed regulation or law that I think would have been really detrimental to everybody on the face of the planet, not just in the United States of America to uh, limit our access to information. Um, On more than a couple of podcasts, I've said that data is the new oil. And it's really difficult to really, truly, I think, completely comprehend that. Um, The one um, nasty uh, part of the universe that is constant is change. And what I mean by that is that there are, right now, every second, more people being born, more people coming into a cognizant understanding of themselves in the universe. Every second, there's more people becoming aware of themselves. Every second, there are people becoming more aware of their surroundings. But what they do not understand is things that came before them. It takes a very long time, I, I, I personally believe, be, um, be, be between first coming to the understanding that there are things greater than you, and then finally coming to the understanding that there are things that happened before you. Uh, for me, it was a great number of years between those two, and I don't think I'm special. I don't think I'm unique. I don't think that uh, it's crazy to believe that there aren't a lot of other people that took a lot of time to realize how much things happened before they were alive. Um, there are people now coming into this world that never heard the name Aaron Schwartz. There are people that never came into this world understanding what SOPA was what SOPA was threatening to be and how we were about to lose a a large amount of our um, ability to access information. Um, What I'll also say is there's a lot of people out there that I think don't truly understand how the generations back in the 60s and 70s, and I say that because uh, I'm not sure which one it was, but we had this generation of people called hippies where Yes, there was a large percentage of them who I do think really were there to just be entertained by each other. There were a large percentage of them who were just out to find out what was the effect of this new drug or the next drug or this other drug or this different type of thing that they were taking into themselves. But there were a a solid, I would say, over 10% of the people back then who were literally fighting for freedoms. There were people protesting. There were people rioting to make sure the government stayed out of their business, to make sure the government would not tell them what to do, to make sure that the government would not set limits on what they could do, to make sure that the government did not tell them what they could and could not do. And the sad thing is, is now it's 2019, and I believe those same type of people in this day and age are instead picketing and holding up signs 
and changing their avatar on social media to try to insist that the government does more to protect them, that the government does more to shield them, that they basically want to hand over certain amounts of personal responsibility, certain amount of personal privacy, certain amount of personal finances over to the government thinking that it's the solution, it's the answer, it's the way to better society, it's the way to better ourselves. Um, and, and when you talk to hippies that are still alive, they literally just do not comprehend how the people think what they think today. Uh, and, and, and I will say I am not a hippie. Um, I am actually quite conservative, um, but I definitely feel and understand where those people came from. And I do think I feel and understand where today's people come from, where they want, um, like speech to be limited. They don't want to be offended. They don't want to be told that they can't do something. They don't want to be told that they're not equal. Um, I think it's a really dangerous place we live in. And if somebody like Aaron Swartz was still alive, I think he would have the ability to at least have people focus a little bit more on the actual issues that make sense. Um, and I say that, and I'll say, there's no doubt listening to uh, Aaron's um, views, uh, they did not mirror my views. There's no way we would agree on 80% of what he said. With that stated, the 20% that we did agree on I am more than willing to forget the other things, and I'm pretty sure he would have probably been w willing to forget about the things that he didn't a um a um a agree with me about in the betterment of getting that twenty percent stuff done. Um, I believe we should be the masters of our own domains. We each individual citizen should thrive and we should really enjoy our personal freedoms. I do believe whenever some information is generated or gathered at the taxpayer's ex expense, that information should be free. That information should be readily available to anyone who wants to access it. Uh, one of the things that Aaron Schwartz did was he basically took large data sets and he basically ran what now we would say is big data algorithms against it to try to derive information from it. And what he was looking for was corruption. What he was looking for was influence from companies into trying to change government. Um, those kinds of people don't exist anymore. It doesn't seem like it, at least. All we have today is just people who won't stop flipping through Facebook. What we have now is people who will not stop looking at the next tweet. Um, I do not think it's healthy and I do not think it's good. And I do think that people like Aaron being around is almost necessary, which is why I'll say again, if I was up in MIT back when Aaron was on his way to that closet to get the hard drive out where they caught him on videotape, uh, I would happily put my hand in front of his chest and tell him, go get a beer, go have a burger, go work on some code. I'll take care of this. Um, because we need more people like him around today. He committed suicide. 
he's gone. And and one of the things I'll say is um, a lot of people said that they weren't like really aware that he was suffering from any major depression kind of thing. Um, the number one thing I think we as people have the ability to do is to put up facades when we need to or, or when we want to. We have no problem in hiding a lot of our thoughts, a lot of our deep thoughts, a lot of our feelings, a lot of our beliefs, a lot of our instinctual natures, a lot of the background things, let's say, running our lives. Um, I don't know who could have said before this last year uh, that, you know, door-to-door geek Steve McLaughlin was suffering from depression in any shape or form. And I can tell you, I can't remember a time in my life when I was not suffering from depression. I just was very proactive in my youth about making sure that I had complete control over that switch to when I could turn it off and turn it on and hide it and bury it and then go about my business, go about my day. Um, And the difference was Aaron, when it came to a point, he couldn't control that switch anymore and he decided to take his own life. I will say the only difference between who is living today and who is not living today is everybody who is living today decided that they were going to put up the fight for another day. The other big difference is 99.99999% of the people in the world are not putting up any kind of fight like what Aaron was putting up. Uh, We all basically have selfish motivations whether it be for our own personal self or for our own personal family or for our spouse or for our parents or for our child, where Aaron was literally giving up every ounce of his being for the greater good. And I don't really want to use that word lightly. When I say greater good, he was looking out for the entirety of humanity. He was looking out for all people to be lifted, all people to have more information, all people to be more educated, all people to have available to them all information. Um, and not like me, where all I want is my wife to smile, my wife to be happy, my wife to not have reasons to complain, my kids to not wake up cold, my kids not to wake up hungry my kids not to worry and stress about where their next meal is coming from, and my kids not to worry, do they have enough clothes to stay warm? Um, It's a very hyper-localized stress that I have, where Aaron's stress was about humanity himself. Um, I really want people to understand the true depth and the true severity of what's happening with all of our information and how it is being locked up and how it is being isolated and how it is being owned by big business and how it is being owned by not us. Um, one of the things that came out right after Aaron's death was a, uh, a uh, Johns Hopkins was contacted by, like I want to say they, they said a 14-year-old kid who was able to find out there's a way via Aaron Swartz's information he can analyze and figure out how these people have cancer before any doctor could. Um, This is the beginning to me of the AI type machine learning type information um, um, epiphany where um, 
if you have access to enough data, if you have access to enough information and you have the insight in order to look into that data, you can gleam a lot of information that no single person looking at any single point can possibly understand. So because of Aaron releasing this data, there are, are literally, they said, going to be tens of thousands of people's lives saved because now they can have early onset information about this cancer and not wait till it's a traumatic stage three final stage of cancer. Um, and, it, and, 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 and it's really difficult to understand that without Aaron doing this, without this kid having this information available to him, without this guy coming forth to Johns Hopkins, we would have thousands and thousands and thousands of people die. People we could possibly care about, po possibly people related to us, possibly us ourselves, possibly people who are listening to this right now could have been dead now if it wasn't for this. But we'll never know. We can't tell. We can't go back, turn the turn back the clock, and change history and see who would have died. We are the beneficiaries of these kind of things without even knowing it. I mean, for for all I know, the guy who did not hit me today because he told the person in the car to look out was a guy who could have been dead because Aaron's information wasn't let out. Um, I really do encourage people watch this documentary quite eye-opening is what i'm going to say um the other non-entertainment related things that i have watched is i watched uh, a fair amount in the last week of um milton friedman and thomas Sowell. uh both of them are e um e economists i do believe they are both nobel prize winning economists possibly but honestly i i, I know one of them are um uh, today it says I've listened to zero hours and zero minutes of podcast cause it's 1 a.m. Yesterday, 14 hours, 23 minutes of podcast last week, five days and two hours of podcast. So on top of all that, I did listen to probably another 20 hours of Milton Friedman, Thomas Sowell and, um, other E, um, E, um, E economist. And, uh, the one thing that I'm sure about is just because of the amount of debt we have in this country, just because of the amount of money that we spend in this country, uh, just because of the way that everything's been going in this country, um, I have to believe that at least we're doing some things not completely right as far as personal freedom and as far as the greater e um, e um, e economy is going. We could definitely be, be doing it better. And, and this is where it comes down to a non-absolutionist kind of statement. We're not going to do anything perfect. We're not going to do anything completely wrong. It's always going to be somewhere in the middle. Do I think we're doing stuff absolutely wrong right now? No, no, I don't think we are because, you know, we're not having hundreds and thousands of people every day dying because we don't have enough food, shelter, clothes, or anything else. Uh, on the other hand, I do think we could be doing a hell of a lot better as a um as a country. Um I do think we need to be more aware of the entirety of the world. Uh is what I'll say. Uh if you're making more than $20,000 in the United States, we are literally part of the 1%. I I've said this before and I want to make sure I say it again just to make sure it sinks in. If you're making more than $20,000 in the United States of America, you are part of the 1% of the world's population in being rich. 
Uh, and all that means is you're getting paid more than like 10 bucks an hour. Uh, I want to say it's actually like $11 an hour, which isn't hard. I'm not going to say it's stupidly easy. It's more than just flipping burgers. It's more than just welcoming people to Walmart. But I'll say I don't think it's incredibly difficult, partially because of the amount of information that is available on the Internet. If you want to become a subject matter expert, if you want to become more of an expert than the average person in almost any topic, it is available for you for free on the public internet with just a simple Google search, a simple start page search, a simple YouTube search, something to that degree. And if you find yourself out there, you need assistance. Don't hesitate. Send me an email. Uh, I do believe, like Milton Friedman stated, there are no better charity than from individual people. The government can never give as much charity as individual people because when it comes to people working in government, which I am, you will never spend somebody else's money more carefully than you spend your own money. AKA, if I have the opportunity to give somebody charity and it's my own money, I make sure that I'm giving it to a person that actually can use it and I'll make sure it's being used in such a way that they will actually benefit from it. Um, there's been more than a couple studies uh, dealing with uh, young children and then older people where you literally feel better about yourself. You literally perform mentally better and sharper when you give away things instead of being having things taken away from you. If you have m mandatory fees you have to pay, versus you have the opportunity to give money away, you will always feel better and you will always be biologically feeling better when you have the opportunity to give stuff away. So if you are in hard times, if you are in hard circumstances and you do need assistance, don't hesitate to contact people you love. Don't hesitate to contact people like mailatpodis.com and we will do whatever we can to help. And if you can be in the Grand Rapids area in September, I'll give you a hug, too, uh, because that's just the way that I live. I wish that I could be as influential as Aaron Swartz. I wish I could drive as much change as him. I wish I could help humanity just be a little bit more human. Um, we all just have our part to play. There is no plan for any of us. We, we are the authors of our own life. Perception is reality. Perception will always be reality. Uh, we have to try to remain positive. We have to try to remain focused. Um, I want to thank everyone for their support. Thanks, everyone, for downloading. Thank everyone for helping me with the uh, hosting bill uh, that just got paid. Um, without the support I'm getting, um, everything would get done. It just would be a hell of a lot harder, and I would have to work a hell of a lot harder on scheming and carrying on and making money on the side. Um, thanks to all the support, I don't have to do any of that, and I can really focus on self-education, self-improvement, and trying to make the best content I can possibly make. Uh, I, I hope to hear from everyone here real soon. Do not forget, you can send us emails at mailuponus.com or doordoorgeek at gmail.com. Check out the notes in the show. There are links if you want to contribute and support Podnuts. There are, uh, I will try to have a link to this Aaron Schwartz documentary uh, 
in the notes, and I will probably have at least one link to a Milton Friedman uh, website, freetochoose.tv. Uh, I've only checked out maybe 10% of the total amount of content on there. I did find out that I can download it via YouTube DL. I can upload it to my Plex server and using Plex speed plugin for Chrome, I can listen to the video at double speed. Oh yeah, I like double speed. So I want to thank everyone for their support and I will talk to everyone again real soon. My name is Jeff Halich. I'm the host of Podnuts, the Computer Repair Podcast, where we take live calls on the air to answer your questions on running and operating your computer repair business every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can check it out over at podnuts.com forward slash computer repair podcast live. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.